Welcome to Tuesdays with Andrea. It's the inspiration station for everyday people guiding humanity forward. I'm your host, Andrea Rios McMillan, and every week I pursue conversations that matter with people who can relate to the common struggles we all face. You'll get to know the person behind the profession and find commonality with people of all ages, cultures, and backgrounds. Listen as friends, neighbors, and coworkers offer meaningful, personal explorations of modern life and the values we hold dear, all for the purpose of strengthening and uplifting others. Hello. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Sorry for being a couple minutes late. I was like trying to connect to the Wi-Fi here. You're good. How also, are Oh my goodness, Edwin. How are you? Good. It's been so long. How you been? Good. I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Good to see you. I had no I idea. You're, cu- you're, you're fading in and out audio-wise. How about now? I can hear so, you now. Yeah. You can hear me now? Okay. Yeah. Where are you at? This is my AirPods. That's, that's this a is cool Sapphire. background. Yeah. Tapel yeah. Social. Is that the yeah. new one at Fox Valley? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I got here a little earlier and uh, it's funny how it's snowing outside, right? You know, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> My dogs were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. I love your setup though. So cool. Thank I almost, you. I'm almost jealous because I should have gone there in person now, now that I saw it. Uh, you know, and then I was like, oh man. <laughs> sometimes convenience wins though, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, man, it's hard. It's hard. It's a hard knock life right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you so, see everything back there? I think yeah, you- I could see I could see it great. Uh-huh. Okay. So thank you. I, I appreciate you you being a guest. And mm-hmm. I saw you at a city council meeting. Yeah. I was on yes. a few meetings, like I don't know, a few meetings ago. And uh-huh. This is when Tapville Social was um, asking for the permit or the licenses, and yes. you came on the feed, and I'm like, oh, Edwin, oh my goodness. <laughs> I know, <laughs> so everybody I started hitting note. me up. It was funny. People came out of the woodworks. I'm putting books. I feel short on this chair. Let's see. Yeah. There go. Uh, people started coming out of the woodworks, and you know, um, people I haven't spoken to in years, I guess, including yourself, right? Right. And um, you know, for the most part, though, it's, it's been nothing but positive feedback and um i guess i can i don't know if we're recording it but i can tell you the whole story you know <laughs> yeah so let's just get right into it <laughs> cool okay yeah. yeah so so what's happened so okay so okay, let me just start with a, a brief little intro really quick so welcome to tuesdays with andrea podcast this week we have special guest edwin goitia and edwin and i go way back we used to work together at best mm-hmm. buy he didn't work for best buy he was part of a a marketing firm that was supporting some of i think the samsung area mm-hmm. back then samsung and microsoft connect yep yes yeah, and that's right. so we, you know, but we we were we saw each other every day, and we're you know mm-hmm. you just talk and get to know each other's <laughs> life, and and you know when you're in a a box like that, you just become become friends, and yeah. it's so great to see you doing and having amazing success today. I saw Edwin recently at a city council meeting, and that's where that's how we got connected again. He's an inspiring person. He's always moving. He's always making the world a little bit better. And and you're a great marketer too. So let's get right into it. What's up with you? Where what have you been up to? Uh yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, it's funny, you're one of the few people that I feel like has always stuck around. Like I randomly think about you. I wonder what she's up to. You know, I remember back in the good old days when I was doing 
Best Buy and marketing. I still do a lot of the same stuff, you know. Of course, the world has changed in the last two years, right? So instead of going to trade shows and and you know retail settings for marketing, I kind of got into the re- you know actually retail digital space in the last year. So you know, still running that business and excited to open another business this year. Took a big leap, but it's been fun. You know, family's growing, wife's happy, the kids are getting big. I got my daughter; she's six now. So. And somehow I still, I guess people say I still look young. I don't know why. You still look young, yeah. Edwin. <laughs> yeah, a lot and of I remember, And re- I remember at Best Buy, we both had older kids, but you understood the family dynamic and raising kids and still being, you know, the parent who's trying to provide and on the mm-hmm. go. I respect yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because our kids are the same age. The older ones are the same age. He's going to go to NIU this coming year, this what? coming school year. Yeah, Congratulations. so, you know. Think, yeah, it's crazy for me because I was, you know, 30 to 132 already talking to my kid about college preparation, essays, et cetera. And then just last week we were doing dorm, you know, selections. And my friends that I'm talking to, they're looking at me like I'm crazy because they're they they can't even fathom what that's like at that age, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's been very interesting. But you know, we've been very humbled and you know, he's learned a lot as well. And I'm very proud of him, you know, in the How last does that make years. you? Yeah. That must be such a proud moment as a dad to like send him off mm-hmm. and make, and, and, and have him in an education setting and, you know, pursuing mm-hmm. his scholarly dreams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, I think uh, going into the pandemic, one of the biggest things that we taught our kids was, you know, things are going to get crazy. It's not going to be what you expect. The world's going to make it seem terrible, but you have to keep a positive mindset. You have to keep moving. You have to change your habits, et cetera. And I think that's why we're proud of him because he was able to lose 70 pounds. We trained him, you know, we worked out with him and he just has an incredible mindset now. And he's just like unstoppable. He's become, he went from quiet to a whole different person. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with your guidance and help and you and mom, of course, right? Yeah. So, positive people. Mm-hmm. And how, how was that having a kid young? For you, what was your experience like? Yeah, yeah. Well, because, you know, my daughter's six. So my wife and I have been together for 11 years. And, you know, when I met her, you know, we already had the boys, you know, from her previous marriage. And so for me, kind of jumping into that, that was a big moment for me. I was like, okay, I have a big career ahead of me. I'm still figuring things out. Is this what I want? And I think at the end of the day, you know, I decided it was worth it, you know, so I made it work. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, And how did you know your wife was the one? Um, well, cause my life was so crazy as it was. And I'm like, well, she hasn't left me yet. So it's going to work out. You know? <laughs> you're you're going to be the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, if you can handle this, I think it's going to work out for us, you know? And, and I was traveling a lot back then. I don't travel as much anymore for work. Yeah. <laughs> and that's new for you, right? Because you were always traveling, always mm-hmm. traveling. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I met you, I mean, I, I learned a lot from you watching how you worked, how you led your team and your, you know, the way that you did things at Best Buy, I think that left a mark on me and I took that with me everywhere I went. Are you just um, saying that for the podcast? No, no, no. I think because, you know, like I said, we're definitely, you're one of the few people that I still remember from way back, you know? And so that means something, you know? Uh, thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate that. Yeah. So Tapdale Social, how did you get involved after that in you know work at Best Buy where did you go from there yeah yeah so at the time I met you I was doing promotional marketing for companies all over and I mostly stayed in Chicago here and there I would travel from there I ended up kind of growing my company and changing the branding of it to Final Stretch Events which is my new company and I did staffing for trade shows for auto shows 
and pretty much anything all over the country. And I, I basically worked with Hyundai, AT&T, and countless other clients, you know, for the last six, seven years, I would say. So I was able to work remotely from home, kind of travel to the shows, check on my teams, and kind of grew quite a bit. You know, I was able to give a lot of people work, and that, that kind of put me in a place where I was really happy because all of my friends, I was able to hire people I knew, great workers from all over. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's a great feeling probably, right? Being able to hire people you know mm -hmm. and trust and who support your vision and being yeah. able to make sure that they eat too. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's all about the team. You know, for me, I think I've always kind of operated that way. If I if it means I struggle a little bit or pay myself a little less for a while, you know, it makes me happy knowing that other people are doing well. So I've always operated that way. And then yeah. how did you get into Tapville Social? Yeah. So like during the pandemic, obviously everything was changing, right? So I was already in that mindset where I was brewing beer at home. You know, I was doing a lot of home brewing last year, just with all that downtime. Yeah. And the year prior, I was already kind of thinking, okay, well, in the future, I want to definitely get into beer more. So when Tapville Social kind of came through, I saw them on Facebook. They have another location and I started talking to the owner. We, you know, hit it off. The Naperville saw... location? Naperville. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We hit it off and we've just been talking ever since. And I kept thinking about it for about six months straight. And it just, I just could not let it go. And I think I just pulled the trigger. I said, let's do it. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. So what's your role there? Like what, what is your involvement in opening up the Fox Valley location? Yeah. So Fox Valley, a funny story. I know you like stories, right? So funny I story. Stories. I was producing a Christmas tree display at Hawthorne Mall, Vernon Hills. And, and Vernon Hills is part of the same mall group as Fox Valley. So I got to know all the VP and the higher ups and we did a great job for them. We ended up doing some stuff for Fox Valley at the end of the holiday season. And, you know, because of that relationship, Joe and I, the, the original founder of Tapville, realized there was a huge opportunity there for us. Um, he was already thinking about putting one in Fox Valley. And long story short, I said, I'll, I'll do it for you. So I basically bought the concept from them. I franchised this location. And yeah, you know, six months later, we're here. So that's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So did you have to go to the bank and get like a approval for the loan for the amount of the franchise? How does that work? I cash flowed a lot of it. You know, I bootstrapped a lot of it. I had a little bit of savings. I just worked my butt off and tried to pay as much as I can. And then I think towards the end of it, I took a small loan out to make sure we were good for the opening and for product and for payroll. But it was, uh, you know, PPP helped a little bit as well. But for the most part, I did try to bootstrap as much of it as possible. Wow. Are you yeah. proud of yourself? Are you happy? Yeah, it's a very relieving feeling. I was stressful, <laughs> but, you know, being a young guy, especially a Latino, you know, I kept asking myself, like, who am I to open up my own beer place, you know, in a mall, in a very populous second large city in Illinois, you know, sitting in front of the, the aldermen's and the mayor and all these meetings, filling out all these paperwork, the liquor license. I'm like, this is crazy, you know, but it's like anything, you know, if it's worth it, you know, and you're passionate about it, I, you know, eventually you come out on top at the end, yeah. you know, eventually yeah. you come out on the top. Yeah. And um, we all make mistakes, right. You know, like I've made mistakes. I've made choices where I was like, well, I tried to have done this instead, et cetera. But that's part of the process. Mm -hmm. It led you to where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. And have you guys opened, right? You guys are open, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We opened about almost two weeks ago now. Uh-huh. So, How's it going so far? It's been great. Yeah, people are loving the mimosas and the oh, sangrias. Oh, 
Yeah. I saw a Facebook post. Somebody's like, they're walking around with the most in the mall. And they're like, come get yours. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's like, where's that at? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we've been really thankful for people, you know, spreading the word. And and I think Facebook and the what's happening in Aurora Group definitely, big, yes. you know, played a big part. So Tapville is a self-serve beer, wine, cider kiosk. We originally were going to be outside in the mall and we ended up coming inside. In some ways, that played in our favor because we're able to play sports on TV or have a lot of product on the shelves here and merchandise. But yeah, somebody walks in, they get checked in with their ID, put on a bracelet, and they get a poor pass. And they're able to go to one of these tasks back here and help themselves to anything from beer, wine, ciders. We make the mimosas here. But people love that. They're able to sort of sample a little bit of everything. They, they might already know what they like. I usually ask them what they typically like to drink. And from there, they're able to find something that is their taste. They're usually shocked that they can walk around the entire mall. They're almost hesitant to walk out the door. And I usually joke with them and say, don't worry, the mall cop's not going to tackle you. Like, we got approved to <laughs> let you walk around the mall. And people get scared. I was they're surprised. Like, yeah. I was yeah. really surprised. I mean, I'm surprised that the mall will let people walk in other stores with it. Like, whoa, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, we, we, we obviously offer people lids and straws in case people are like, I think I'm going to spill this or I got my kids pulling my arm or et cetera, you know, but I think that you know, for the most part, people are really comfortable knowing that this is new and they're sighted and they can go in the store while they browse, you know, through clothes, they can sip their wine or sangria. It's new, it's unique and it's exciting. It gives people a reason to come to the mall. Yes, sure. it gives. And you know, with the weather, you never know what the weather is going to be here. So mm -hmm. it's it's almost like a guaranteed, like it's indoors, air conditioned mm -hmm. or heated, depending on the yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, and we're not surprised that it's snowing right now, right? It's it's almost May. It happens every year. It snows like one day or two days in April. It's kind of, you know, something to expect. But, you know, that's good for us because people are going to want to shop in the mall and, and stay somewhere warm. But exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what else? And shout out to that. Naperville owner who allowed you and took that chance and, and gave you the opportunity to open up your own franchise. That's amazing. Yeah, I think, you know, he, he's a he's a very forward thinking guy. His name's Joe Toda. You know, I think the fact that he took a chance on me was a big thing. You know, I think that was the, the moment where, I, you know, he said, let's do this. You know, we're going to have you sign, you know, this franchise agreement. And my mind was like, OK, I'm definitely and now like I can't fail. If I were to say anything to anybody who's young out there, if you're an entrepreneur, you know, the moment you do get those opportunities and chances, run with it, run hard, like don't look back. You know, I think if you start having doubts, that's just your mind and your ego at play. That's just the way your mind works. When you realize that, you know, you kind of have to be in control of that, you know, and take the leap forward, do whatever you got to do to make it work. And I think also, I mean, he took a chance on you because you're newer to him that it's a newer relationship but mm -hmm. your work ethic and and your experience to this point you're ready mm -hmm. for it you're ready for the moment you you really put yourself in the position to where you're capable and able and just the right person to take it to the next level i think that's important yeah yeah i think you know with the event background i think he was excited about that because we do events so we're already expanding that vision because we are i can't officially say when rolling out trailer version of Tapville. So we're going to be able to take it all over Chicago, all over the country. So that's going to be a big next step for the company. But mm -hmm. um, I think that maybe he uh, found that my background was also, you know, a very solid background for this industry. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. technically we're in retail, you know, I didn't really imagine myself getting into retail, but that's the thing, right? Every, anytime you have a goal, you say, eventually I want to do this. It doesn't always play out exactly how you think. 
But I will say that working here, yeah, we have a great team, but working here, it doesn't feel like retail. People are having a good time. They're getting a drink. You know, we're not trying to, you know, sell them on why they should have a drink. I think most people are already excited about it. So that makes it easier. Yeah. And it's your retail. Yeah. yeah. That, that, That makes a big difference, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you try to make your team and and anybody that joins you excited as excited as you. And I think for the most part, they are because they can kind of see the vision for sure. Yeah. 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 And what about you talked about that headspace of if you doubt and to make this happen, you had to strike up conversation. You had to be a relationship builder and and approach Mm -hmm. people. And and that's Mm -hmm. how this really came about was building that human connection. Talk about that and the role that plays in, in your success and potentially the success of other people who follow. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, anytime, you know, you, you have an idea, anytime you have a vision in your head and you really want something, you know, like it's a great idea. You want to move forward with it. Not everyone works. Right. But all it takes is a minute to just reach out say hi to somebody, ask them if they want to be a part of your vision, ask them if they want to accept you as part of the team or their company. That's the first step. And just like nine times out of 10, somebody might say no, but it's that one time that's all it takes where, you know, you realize you look back a year, five years, 10 years from now, and you realize it was all worth it. And it all took just one minute, you know, to make that decision. I think that my life's always worked that way. I mean, I, I deal with companies from all over the country, you know, sometimes different countries. We do stuff in Canada too. And, you know, there's, there's been opportunities that I keep looking back to where all it took was me saying yes to something or asking somebody. And I realized that you have to do that all the time if you want to see any kind of success on any level. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that people sometimes they get caught up in the, what will happen if I fail, what's going to happen if this doesn't work out, I'm going to maybe look like a fool or, you know, et cetera. Right. And I think that people, they think about that a little too much and then they stop themselves from just even making the initial conversation and, you know, going in fearless, you know, if you get that, what do they call that? Butterflies in your stomach feeling. Mm-hmm. You want to do that every day, you know? And you I think want I that really, every day? You want that every day. Yeah. And so I read a really good book about this from uh, Seth Godin a long time ago, mm-hmm. where you get that nervous feeling that you're taking some kind of leap in the right direction, you know? And, you know, for me, it was just as simple as like people asking for snacks, you know, we only had chips. So I, I went out and I got like jerky and, and popcorn and other stuff. And then people are like, this is great, you know? But it's just like a stupid little thing that for me was like, I don't know, it's going to be worth it. (laughs) Just little decisions like that every day that you make you uncertain or not sure, you know, if it's going to be the right decision. You need that every day, you know, Yeah. because it makes you feel alive. You know, your heart races, you know, and that's why I like running a lot. I don't know. Do you run? I think you run. We talked. I about used before. to run, and okay. I haven't. I haven't ran this year yet. I, I plan okay. on getting back though. But you do run, yes. Yeah, I think so. Like that heart pumping, you know, like breathing heavy, inhaling a ton of oxygen. That feeling, I try to replicate that a lot. You know, whether it's lifting, running, talking with somebody, striking a deal. You know, it makes me feel alive. And yeah. I'm the kind of person that I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm sure you're the same way, you know, so you try to live your your best life every day. We have yeah. one life and it is not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And that's never been more real than this last year. Mm-hmm. And what else are we here for other than to, you know, make ourselves better each day and then to, to raise the floor of everyone else around us too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when your kids are around you, if you have kids or people who aspire to have kids someday, I think eventually you start thinking about, you know, am I the best version of myself? Am I being who I want my kids to see? 
as an example. And I think about that a lot, you know, and, you know, everybody's different, right? You know, sometimes we want to judge, sometimes we want to judge ourselves or others. And I think sometimes, you know, this is why I posted yesterday on Facebook. I don't know if you saw that, but, you know, when you look in the mirror every morning, do you look at yourself in the eyes or do you avert your own gaze? And Mm. it's a very deep thought, right? And it's something that's been on my mind a lot because if you're not comfortable looking at yourself in the mirror, something has to change, you know? But sometimes people see the reflection of themselves and their friends or their kids, right? And they start to ask themselves the same thing. Is this where I want to be five, 10 years from now? Are these the people that support me? Am I being the best person for these people, right? And that's a big part of, I think, what every entrepreneur should be thinking. And I'm sure you you would agree with your kids and your family. Mm-hmm. Um, are you and still married? It, like you, you're yeah. married, right? Okay, so you guys have like, what is this? How many kids do you guys have? We have three boys, high schooler, junior high, and then elementary. So the baby okay. is eight. And yeah. yeah, we've been together for almost 20 years. Crazy. Wow. So yeah, you guys have a full house for sure. So yeah. you know exactly what it's like. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that's great. Because, you know, when you have that much going on around you, you know, you have energy coming in from all sides and you learn to absorb it, but you also learn to put some good energy out there. And I think like no matter if you're having a good day or a bad day, you try to give out the best energy you can. Right. Yeah. And it's really a a good point that you just made because you're right. There's so many different energies. And then as they go out into the world, my husband Mm -hmm. or my children, and then you come back, it's like, we're all bringing back something with us. And so Mm -hmm. it's very being very mindful here in the house, at least of what are we bringing into this space? And do we Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to, to influence that we can change our space. We can change our atmosphere. We can, and it starts inward, but sometimes you don't recognize it all the time or, and, and that's kind of like the dance that you play every single day, every single day. Yeah. You just made a good point. And something that's big for me too. It's like money is great, but, eventually, you know, no matter how young or old you are, eventually get tired of chasing it. So you have to realize that Jim Rohn wrote a good book called uh, The Seasons of Life. One of my favorite books, and I always keep it on my shelf. The Seasons of Life, yeah, by Jim Rohn. And it talks about how, you know, life is like, you know, the seasons, right? You have spring, summer, fall, winter, and you have to learn to understand the vibes of life, you know, like which season are you in, the seasonality, and you have to go with that flow. Whether yeah. things are slowing down or things are going faster, you have to accept it and you have to run with it, right? And I think too often people kind of get caught up in like trying to uh, fight against that, you know? They basically yeah. resist against the, you know, the slowness of things. They try to fight it, whatever it is, right? And so when you learn to accept the seasonalities of where you are in your own life, right? And not measure yourself against other people and their circumstances, you have this, you begin to have this inner peace, right? Yeah. And so you know, when you do get into that real nice spring, summer, spring, you're, you're, you're planting your seeds, you know, after the death of winter and then the summer, things start to sprout and flourish. You start to realize like you have the ability to give other people the seeds that they need to have their spring so that they can flourish into the summer. Right. And so I guess the whole, the whole reason I'm bringing that up is because when I went into this, I realized it was a great business model. I realized it could be great for my future, my family, friends, whatever. Right. But I also, I did it for other reasons. I did it because I love craft beer and I saw that it was totally different than what most people are doing. So I wanted to bring about the change in the space, you know, not only for the mall, for Boss Valley, but also for beer in general. And so that was a big part of it because if I had just done it for the money or whatever, I don't think it would have been the same. You no, know. because you're passionate about this and, and you genuinely enjoy it and you mm-hmm. feel like you have something that you can offer that is great. 
Mm-hmm. And we all have our callings and our, you know, mm-hmm. what attracts us, I think, is kind of what calls us in a way, what we're mm-hmm. drawn to. And I think with what you mentioned, craft beers being yours mm-hmm. and how you want to change that space. And imagine if you didn't step up to that mantle and Joe, say, yeah, go. And if you yeah. found someone else, not Edwin, mm-hmm. though, and, yeah. he, you know, that other person could probably do it, but not as mm-hmm. good as you. Not with your same energy and passion and readiness and ability. And so imagine if you just let your doubt talk you out of it, then you would, it'd be under indexing the world in that way. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy because we've had so many people stop by, some people I know, some people I don't know, you know, congratulating us checking out the space. And it's a funny story. There was at least one or two people that stopped by that originally wanted to do this here because they had met Joe before. Maybe the timing wasn't right. Maybe the pandemic hit. But I will say, like, even with the fear of the pandemic and all the uncertainties, I almost didn't do it either, you know? So it it definitely, I think, was a fear-based type decision because uh, the world was driven by fear. But, you know, one of the things I talk to my kids about, my friends, is like, if you base everything off the media and the fear that everything is, you know, the society is instilling and everything then, you know, we, none of us would ever move forward because the pandemic, although it's probably the biggest fear-based societal impact we've ever seen, uh, that kind of stuff happens every day, all our life, you know, like we see war, we see this Mm -hmm. and that people going out of business. So we start to kind of operate under that influence, you know? And Mm -hmm. so if it wasn't for me, just kind of avoiding that and just being like, all right, well, what does society need? What does the mall need? What, you know, what do I want to do? I think that's what made the decision for me because otherwise I wouldn't have done it, you know? Yeah. And I like how you brought up the seasons and being in the flow. I equate that almost to rhythm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's ups and downs. And even with the pandemic, there's, you know, we're Mm -hmm. in this constant state of flux. Mm -hmm. But if we look at it like a wave, like a pattern, right? And that has to happen to some degree. There has to be the ebb and flow, the yin, the yang, in order for balance and harmony. Like, and that's what we all bring is a specific tune, a specific Mm -hmm. beat to make a beautiful harmony. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. I'm going off tangent here. No, but... <laughs> no, that's perfect. Yeah, because I think you have to love the struggle. You have to also love the good times, you know, and the bad, like they say, right? And it's like, if you learn to embrace the struggle instead of fight it, then life is better. You have a great attitude. You attract more great people. You know, you have more success. Where you know, did like, you grow I'm, up? How I, did? Where did you start? Like, what's your early years like? Yeah, yeah, I was born in Chicago pretty humble beginnings. We used to walk to the supermarket every day, you know, a mile or two, carrying our bags. My mom holding my brother's hands. You know, I had three brothers. When we got older, moved to Florida, we adopted my sister. So my dad used to drive like an hour to work every day in the snow down North Avenue from North Side Chicago to the suburbs, you know, and Mm -hmm. used to work in concrete, you know. My mom used to work for being a beef as like some kind of secretary or something. Yeah. And yeah, you know, fast forward, we grew up in Florida with my grandparents being nearby so they can help take care of us. And my dad just always been workaholic a little bit. You know, he's always working, always working. And my mom no longer works. She's semi-retired, but she's kind of does her own thing. But Mm -hmm. that's where I I would say I learned everything from. It's my dad, you know, and then my mom too. My mom was always very good at communicating and influencing. And my dad was just like, just always show up no matter what, do whatever's necessary. You know, I used to remember my dad cutting the grass all the time. You know, he just always wanted to maintain the lawn. And I was always curious about that, you know, you know, just how like he wanted to keep it perfect. And, and I was always asked, like, can I help you? Can I help you? You know, but what I learned from him was like the attention to detail, you know, 
was also a big thing. So just always thinking about the little things that make a big difference, you know, so anybody with any business, you know, sometimes we just want to kind of launch and just hope it works, but mm-hmm. it's more than that. Right. And you know this, I mean, you have great attention to detail in your setup for your podcast studio, which is great. That stands out. Right. Um, so yeah, from my dad's side, you know, getting the attention to detail, the hard work ethic and fast forward, you know, I'm in college paying my way through. I didn't have my parents, you know, money or help try to figure it out. And then from there, I kind of accidentally stumbled into the whole event and promotional uh, industry. So, yeah. yeah. And how do you, so, and the other part that um, I love about you is you you stay really close to people in general. Mm -hmm. So how has the pandemic influenced your work and the way that you're able to connect and relate? Have you been part of that like sequestered bubble or have you still been out on the go every day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've stayed very busy and I think that the relationships that I had with some clients and people, you know, have allowed me to stay busy, but it also gave me the ability to give a lot of people work who maybe otherwise couldn't make it with just unemployment or, you know, didn't have that option. So it allowed me to give people work all over the country. So I, I always had that in the back of my head, like, how can I make a difference during this time? You know, like, and it didn't matter to me how much money I was making. I was more worried about, you know, making sure my staff was happy. But I also found out that the relationships that I had from previous were also a big thing for me that carried through the pandemic and has is now kind of moving forward into the future too. My mindset was probably, you know, it was tough because I meditated a lot and try to avoid, you know, like the negativity of everything, but also understanding what was going on. And I think what helped too is homebrewing. I helped, I homebrewed a lot mm-hmm. and talked to people a lot about beer and stuff and went to a lot of breweries. And the whole last year I was in breweries every week, even if people weren't were allowed open? there. <laughs> yeah. Like they were, some of them were open only outside and some of them I was just good friends with and they let me try stuff and I would give them things to try. And, you know, that's kind of yeah, like, you, I think what fired me up. Yeah. 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 You found your way in there. You're like, I'm getting in these breweries. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I need a beer. I need to get away from the house, you know? And, and, uh, eventually I think that's where I, I saw a tap bill. I'm like, let's do this, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. And so what are your goals? What are, where are you going to take this next? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're already working on a second location. I can't announce it yet. Uh, it's probably going to take a while because we're trying to sh- advocate for the same type of license to allow people to stroll to the shopping center. And then we have the trailers rolling out in the future, which I'm going to also help uh, be a big part of. But my goal is to have at least five locations and maybe a trailer or two. So yeah, that's, that's the goal. That's awesome. Yep. Anything else that in terms of leadership or marketing or mm-hmm. insight that you can offer someone listening who is listening to you, admiring the work that you're doing, mm-hmm. what would you say as parting words? Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't get, don't get overwhelmed by the unexpected. Have something that takes your mind off of the, you know, the worst that comes your way, whether it's family, friends, or a hobby. And, uh, you know, making sure to take care of yourself, you know, that's a big thing. It's like, we all want to work our, you know, to the point of exhaustion, but there's no glory in in overworking yourself. You know, like if you, you know, people talk about there's a glorification right now, 80 to hundred hour weeks, you know, it's not sustainable in the long term, especially as you get older. So I think if you learn to take care of your mind and your body, whether it's working out or meditating or hobbies, fly fishing, whatever it is, right? I fly think fishing. Uh, fly fishing, everybody's got like, you know, random stuff for women, you know, guys, and some people like to do yoga, some people like to go hiking, 
just, you know, when you just want to pull your hair out, just go for a walk even, you know? And I think that that, if you can maintain your mental health during these times, especially with all the uncertainty of this, you know, society in general, I think that that's the number one most important thing. So, yeah, but, you know, just keep moving forward, you know, don't get overwhelmed and, and take care of yourself. Keep those good connections that you have, be good to people and you'll be in a good place. Yeah. Be good yeah. to people. Mm-hmm. Cause you never know. Here we are. What, like what? 10 years yeah. later or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm waiting for mayor Irvin. I saw you did the interview with him to come in so I can give him a beer and always oh, coming really in to... today, this morning. Well, I don't know we're going to have a ribbon cutting with all the chambers. I'll make sure you know, but yeah, he'll be coming out for that one for sure. And yeah. I just can't wait to give him a beer because I haven't actually been able to sit down one-on-one with him, uh-huh. but you know, I've seen him a lot. Um, but you know, just, I guess, long story short, you know, we're excited to be here and we're excited that you're thankful that you are interviewing us here and yeah, you know, like this is just the beginning. So. This is just the beginning. I'm so happy for you. So proud of the work <laughs> that you. you're doing. I'm glad to see you rise and succeed. And I, it's, it's, I, it's predictable. It's, you know, if nothing else, it's predictable based off of your, your habits that you display every day. I think that's the, another key is like you mm-hmm. said, you you have daily habits. You run, you keep, you, you keep your mind in shape. You keep your mm-hmm. body active and positivity. Those are so sure. important to daily success. It tells you where yeah. you're going to go. And I also understand, like, I have family and friends who have really bad circumstances, and I totally understand. And I have a good story about my brother. When Puerto Rico, I have an older half-brother in Puerto Rico, and the Hurricane Maria hit, you know? He -hmm. lost, like, half his house. He ended up having to, he lost everything. And I said, hey, he's he's the kind of person who I gave him advice for years, but I never really saw him take action on it. And at that moment, he's like, all right, I got to do something. So I, I gave him a ticket and I flew him to San Antonio. He found a job. He worked for six months. He flew his family out there on his time. He made money. He changed his whole life. And so it's wow. like, this is a guy who, you know, I won't say too much, but he had, you know, kids, a lot of kids <laughs> and he was behind on, you know, child support or whatever. And, you know, he wasn't in a good place. You know, he had gone through some of the worst things he could think of, you know, including jail time, you know? And so you know, now he's working for uh, a large shipment company, you know, like a delivery company. He's making great money. He's got a house and it took three years to do that, you know? So Mm -hmm. it just goes to show that even with people who are in the worst circumstances, like, you know, don't get frustrated. You know, all it takes is just day by day, just do something good once a day, every day for a while. And you'll start to see things turn around, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. And and I love that you're able and willing to be in those positions to extend that to, like you said, planting seeds, right? And you can yeah. only plant seeds when you have, when you have it yourself, and when you're in a mm-hmm. position of abundance or in a position of what is it called, springtime. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. And I think um, you know, it's like sometimes we're in the winter phase of our life, and somebody extends a hand to you, even when you may not be in a terrible place. The smallest things, a smile, like a hello. Has someone done that to you? Yeah, like, you know, there's been times where I'm just like falling apart and maybe I have a business I'm doing okay, maybe, you know, but mentally I'm not in a good place and just having those people nearby, that's all you need, you know? Yeah, I don't don't ever want to, you know, anybody to feel like they need to go above and beyond, you know, but being there is important, right? So I think Mm -hmm. like they talk about having the five closest friends, right? Like you're a product of the five people closest to you. And I used to party a lot. I used to, you know, 
you know, back way back when I was first starting promos and traveling, I used to party, party. And, and, and I was like, man, this is crazy. I can't sustain this. You know? <laughs> and so eventually you're like, all right, I got to focus on my goals, you know, but then what you realize is the people that are closest to you end up being your friends for 10, 15, 20 years. You know, that's why, you know, you and I are talking right now because we have some type of connection that has sustained time, you know, has basically, I mean, in some ways, you know, you, you, you find yourself in a position where you're reaching out to somebody you haven't talked to in 20 years. And it almost seems like the universe has put that person in that place for you for that reason. So that they can yeah. be there for you again, 20 years later. And they feel like somebody who is your best friend ever, but you haven't talked to them in forever. You know, yeah. and it's yeah. weird how it works, right? Because sometimes the people you talk to the most aren't even as close to you as some of the folks who you only talk to every month or two, you know? Yeah. Or the and folks think, who knew you back when, like, hey, yeah. Remember yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. You have that immediate connection. It's like, I have people who, you know, like will reach out to me once a year, once every six months. And I feel like I can connect to them. Like, like they're my grandpa or like they're my cousin or the best friend I've ever had. And I think, um, have you seen the movie Big Fish? No. Okay, watch that movie. I, I okay. think that is one of my favorite movies of all time because- Who is it? Ewan McGregor. He's also a Broadway actor. I think you would like it. Okay. But the, the, <laughs> the story teaches you how, like you live the story, right? In your youth, but you're leading yourself to your older self. And I was actually at a really cool, there's a, there's a motivator. His name is Brandon Burchard. And yes. I went to his, one of his sessions in San Diego with a really good friend of mine. He's you know, one of my best friends. It was amazing. And we had this meditative experience where you imagine yourself as a child and you fly through time, seeing yourself every stage of your life, teenager, young adult, thirties, forties, retired, you know, and you keep, and you start to remember who you were before as a child. And like, are you going in the direction you want to go? It was, it was powerful. But if you tie those two experiences together with, like that with the movie, it'll blow your mind. And uh, so I think, what does um, that exercise do though? It, it, it basically acts as a compass to your natural childlike state, your authentic state. Yeah. Yeah. So you remember who you are. You remember why you're doing what you're doing and you never forget who you were before. And I think it also puts you in a very emotional state, you know, where you can't deny what you really want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, you know, cause like everybody talks about like, oh, just quit your job, start a business, right? Seems like a very abrasive way to do it, you know? And, and when I tell people when they're working, you know, we have a young worker here, he's a great guy. He has aspirations to make his own sangria in the future or something, right? And so I've been giving him some advice, but I told him like, you know, work slowly every day, work towards it. You know, don't make any rash decisions. Don't quit your other job, et cetera. Like work slowly towards it. So eventually it flips. And what you once imagined would be your passion or your dream job now becomes your reality, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think if you kind of put all that together, it sort of has the same message. Like, don't forget who you are, what you love, but also do what you need to do to get to where you want to go to, you know, while taking care of people, taking care of yourself and being your true self, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because eventually as and you get older, I think you would agree, right? Like you, you don't forget who you are. And for lack of a better term, you've stopped giving a crap what people think. In some ways, yeah. because you're always going to have hate. You're always going to have, you know, I mean, I staff for a living. People are always going to get pissed. You know, <laughs> somebody <laughs> got paid a dollar less. They're giving you crap. Here, I'll give you a dollar that I owe you, you know, like little things, right? Just like you're always going to have that in your life. And eventually you get to a point where the compass, right? You know which direction you're heading in and you take care of people. You do the best you can. You make people feel good about being with you. 
but eventually, you know, you have to make sure you're going in the direction you want to go to too. Mm-hmm. So, and that's exactly what you're doing. And your staff is lucky to have you. I mean, they, they, they couldn't have a better leader that, that is there working hard on behalf of them and, and kept house social. So. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, I'm, I'm proud of you for coming this far. I never would have thought you had had such an awesome podcast fit together and, and it makes sense. Cause you were such, so great at, uh, you know, having conversations with everyone. And, and I always felt like you had the, such great vibes, you know, so congratulations <laughs> on doing that. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Great to connect again. Thank you for listening to Tuesdays with Andrea. There are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and I appreciate you making the time to listen to mine. If you like this show and want to know more, check out TuesdaysWithAndrea.com or please leave a review on iTunes or drop a line in the YouTube comments section. Until next time, please stay kind in your mind, nice on the web, and stay hella hopeful in your heart.